Jake was next. He morphed and I flew him over the heads of two patrolling park rangers who did not even seem to notice me. Then came Marco. When I exited the cave with him, I practically ran into a big hork bajir. He didn't take any notice of me either. Cassie's plan was working. Even with all the controllers on maximum alert, it never occurred to them that their enemy might be a bird with a fish in its talons. Back in the cave, it was just Rachel. So far so good, I said. Yeah, I guess so. Are you nervous? I'd have to be crazy not to be nervous. Oh well, here goes. She started to morph. I'd seen three others do it now, so it wasn't a surprise to me. But it was still horrifying to watch a friend, someone you cared about, twist and deform and mutate before your eyes. I don't think any of us will ever get used to morphing. Maybe the Andalites are used to it. I don't know. But I'll bet it creeps them out, too, when they have to change. I looked away as Rachel began to get strange and hideous. She was almost completely a fish when it happened. Crash! Crash! Someone was forcing their way through the bushes at the mouth of the cave. Havrak Neth there. A hork Yes, I see it, a human voice said grumpily. You know, these human bodies aren't blind. Just because you're in a hork don't get delusions. Use those blades of yours to hack some of those thorns out of the way. I heard a sound like fast machetes, slicing away the vines and thorns. Better not find anything in there, the human controller said. The visitor will do to you what was done to that poor fool yesterday who let the human escape. I looked at Rachel. It was too late for her to morph back. What's going on? She asked. Yerks! A human controller and a hork controller, right outside the cave. Go in, Vergurth Ver, puny body, ha <laughs> This was your sector to check. You didn't even notice the cave. Keep getting on my nerves and I'll tell him. He gulfork you and eat your lukult, ha <laughs> Suddenly, a human head appeared, followed by shoulders. He was wearing a park ranger's outfit. We have to make a break for it, I told Rachel. Here they come. Yeah, there's a cave in here, all right. There's some kind of bird. I grabbed Rachel, now fully in fish morph, but the human controller blocked the narrow entrance. Well, I thought, it worked with a helicopter. With a rush of wings, I flew right at his face. What the? He fell back, beating at the air. I scraped past him. The hork slashed at the air with one of his wrist blades. He shaved off an inch of my tail, but I was in the air now, moving faster. Only, it was hard with Rachel. The weight of a fish is more than a red tail can carry easily, and I had already carried three. I was tired. Fortunately, I was also very scared. Fear can make you strong sometimes. 
A dracon beam sizzled the air above me. Unfortunately for the hork who had fired, the dracon beam did not stop when it buzzed by me. No, the dracon beam hit the underside of the vast truck ship. A small, neat, round hole appeared in the bottom of the ship. It was too small to amount to anything, but suddenly the hork lost his interest in me. Fool! The human controller cried. Mr. Three will have your head for dinner! While they were busy panicking, I dropped Rachel into the water with the others. Good work, Tobias, Jake said. Be careful up there, my friend. You too, I said. Good luck, you guys. I could barely see them, a small school of fish in the shallows. They swam off and disappeared into deeper water. As I've told you, there are limits to how far thought speech can reach. We don't really know what those limits are, but I wanted to stay as close to them as I dared, in case they needed me. Not that there was much I could do to help someone underwater. I didn't want to stay right over them. I figured that would look suspicious to anyone on shore. It was hard to figure out what to do. The monstrous bulk of the truck ship was overhead, leaving only a few feet open above the surface of the water. I decided I had to chance it. I flew under the ship, skimming the dappled water below and practically scraping the metal belly of the ship above me. It was a very difficult flight. I had to stay almost totally level. I couldn't rise or fall by more than a couple of feet. You guys okay? Tobias? I can't believe you can still thought speak with that whole ship between us, Rachel said. I guess I could have told her the truth that I was within a few feet of them. But then Jake would have just gotten all mad and told me not to take stupid risks. I figured that between the time it had taken through the entire morphing process and carrying them one at a time to the water, plus now the time swimming out to the big intake pipe, Cassie had been in morph for just over half an hour. Jake had ten minutes more, then Marco and Rachel. What are you guys doing now? I asked. We're looking at the bottom of this intake pipe. There's tremendous suction, Rachel reported. I'll go first and look around, see what's what, Jake announced. Here goes. Whoa, whoa, oh man, whoa, yeah! Jake, Jake, are you okay? Cassie cried. Oh yeah, what a rush. They should have a water slide like that in the gardens. It's like being sucked up a straw by a giant. Cool. Rachel said. I'm next. No, let me look around first, Jake said. I seem to be in some sort of big tank. It's not very deep, at least not yet. It's filling up. With these lame fish eyes, I can't see beyond the surface of the water very well. But I think up in the ceiling there's an opening, like a grate or something. Up in the ceiling? How are we going to get up there? Marco asked. Well, I think if they fill this whole tank, we'll be up near the top eventually. We should be able to morph to humans, let ourselves out, and morph into something more dangerous than our human bodies. Excuse me, Marco said, but does anyone ever stop to realize that some of the things we talk about doing are totally insane? What, turning into fish so that we can be carried by a hawk and let ourselves be sucked up the pipe of an alien spaceship so that we can turn into tigers and gorillas and whatever? and overpower the creepy aliens? Rachel asked. Is that what you mean by insane? That's it exactly. Yep, 
Rachel said. It is insane. Well, okay, Marco said. As long as we know we're nuts, let's do it. Chapter 23 There was nothing to do but wait. Wait while the water level inside the ship rose and carried my friends toward the top of the chamber, up to where the grate was. I could not maintain my level flight beneath the ship any longer. I said goodbye to my friends and zoomed out the far side. The open air was a blessing. I soared high on a nice thermal pattern created by the ship itself. I rose high up and over the top of the ship. The park rangers were all around on the ground. The helicopters and the two bug fighters were still parked on the ground in the little clearing. The blade ship was there too. The two other bug fighters continued zipping around at treetop level. While I watched, they brought the hork who had carelessly fired off a dracon beam. They dragged him before Visser 3. We'd gotten so we thought of the hork as these totally fearless, deadly monsters. But this hork was not looking very brave. He collapsed on the ground before Visser 3. I almost felt sorry for him. It was one of those terrible things about our battle against the Yurks. See, our enemy was just the Yurk slug that lived in the heads of the controllers. That hork may have been a controller totally against his will. He had lost his freedom to the Yurk in his head. Now he was about to lose his life for something he had no real control over. I couldn't hear what was happening down on the ground, but I could see. My hawk eyes could see far too well. I turned away. I won't tell you what was happening to the hork That memory will be my own private nightmare. But when next I looked, the hork was gone, and in his place was a sudden rush of other hork and taxons and humans, all surrounding Visser 3. The Visser looked angry. He was pointing at the sky. Within a few seconds, the helicopters were lifting off. The two bug fighters powered up and took off. I had a very bad feeling that I knew what had happened. The doomed hork had told Visser 3 about the bird he had fired at, and some other controller had probably said, Oh yeah, I saw a bird acting suspiciously too. And someone had no doubt said, Hey, wasn't it a bird that distracted the hork yesterday and let that human get away? Visser 3 had put two and two together. An animal acting unlike an animal meant just one thing to him. Andalites in Morph. I guess I should have been flattered that Visser 3 believed we Animorphs were true Andalite warriors. But it didn't make any difference whether he thought I was an Andalite or a human. He was sending his creatures into the sky, looking for a bird that was no bird. Me. A bug fighter skimmed over the trees. Its twin dracon beams fired again and again in short, sharp spears of burning light. My heart was in my throat. They were killing every bird they saw. The hawk. This was her territory. But then, behind me, a helicopter. A dracon beam. A near miss. I couldn't get away. Between the bug fighters and the helicopters, they were too numerous and too fast. But there was one place no one was going to risk firing a dracon beam. Not after what Visser 3 had just done to the careless hork I let go of the air beneath my wings and dropped. Down, down, down. Toward the vast truck ship, spread below me like a steel meadow. In an instant, they were all on me. But the angles were wrong. 
I was too close to the ship. They couldn't fire. I landed on top of the hovering ship. I planted my talons on the hard, cold metal surface. It stretched in every direction around me. The surface curved down and away from me, so that I couldn't even see the edges. It was as if I was standing all alone on a metal moon. Over my head hovered the helicopters and bugfighters. I could see human and horkbajir and taxon eyes all focused on me. I knew the look in their eyes. The look of a predator. And me. Their prey. Chapter 24 It was not looking good for me. If I tried to fly off that ship, I would be Dracon ten different ways before I could get away. It was an eerie scene. I stood on the vast metal plane while over my head they hovered, a swarm of deadly predators. Then things got worse. A lot worse. It floated up into my vision like a dark moon. The blade ship of Visser Three. It hovered just a few hundred feet up. I felt my last reserves of courage beginning to fail. Tobias, old buddy, I said to myself, you are not going to get out of this alive. But they all just hovered there. Slowly, I began to realize the truth. They didn't know what to do about me. They couldn't just shoot me without hitting the ship. Andalite! The voice in my head made me reel. I almost took wing out of sheer fright. He had never spoken directly to me before. It was a voice of such absolute power, such utter confidence. The mere silent sound of it in your head makes you want to obey, makes you quiver and fear. It is the voice of dread, the voice of destruction. Andalite, fool, do you think I don't know who you are? A true bird would fly away. Say nothing, I ordered myself. Nothing. If I tried to reply, he might know me for a human. I would not tell him that. I would not give him anything. I closed my mind, but I could not shut out that dark voice. Give yourself up, Andalite. I will grant you a quick and painless death, as soon as you tell me where the others are. I had seen what Visitor Three did to the hork who displeased him. The memory was fresh in my mind. Have it your way, Andalite. I am patient. I can wait here for as long as it takes. And then you will die. Quickly, by Dracon Beam. Or perhaps, if we can snare you, more slowly, here in my blade ship. Much more slowly. Just then, I heard another voice in my head. A very different voice. It was faint, as if it were far away. Tobias? Tobias, can you hear me? Rachel! Yes, I can hear you! Tobias, we're trapped. The tank is full, but the grate won't open. Cassie and Jake have already morphed back to human, but they can't get it open. We're trapped in here. Rachel, I... What can I do? We can't get out! Rachel cried. Listen to me, Tobias. We're trapped. There's no way out. The ship will take off soon. They'll find us when they get to the mothership and unload the water. Tobias, we... We don't want to be taken alive. My blood ran cold. My head was whirling. What are you talking about? Listen, Tobias. We can't be taken alive. Do you understand? If there's anything you can do... Anything... 
Rachel, what can I do? I can't get you out of there. I know, Rachel said. We all know. But if there's just some way to... If the ship could just be destroyed... We know it probably isn't possible. I... Just if there's some way... No! No! I have to morph human. We'll tread water here. We have to be ready for when we get to the mothership. Then we'll morph into other animals and go down fighting. This can't be happening! I cried. This can't be happening! I guess Marco was right all along. Rachel said sadly. I guess it always was insane to think we could fight the Yurks. Rachel! I never told you. You didn't have to, Tobias. She said. I knew. Goodbye. She fell silent. In my mind, I could picture her regaining her human shape, treading water with the others, unable to escape, expecting only the worst, praying that I might find a way to make their end swift, as Vista Three had offered to make mine. We had lost. The Yurks had won, finally. And when we were gone, the last hope of the human race would die. Above me, the blade ship waited like... like a hawk watching a rabbit, ready to swoop down and finish me. Only I wasn't a rabbit. Visser Three was a predator? Well, so was I. And I no longer had anything to be afraid of. If my friends were to die in the mothership, I would be lost and alone in a world where I belonged nowhere. I had nothing more to lose. Just then, I saw something that should have terrified me. Across the metal plane of the ship, they crawled and slithered toward me. All around me. Dozens of them. Giant worms. Centipedes with a hunger for living flesh. Taxons. They had come from inside the ship on Visser Three's orders. If I stayed put, they would catch me. If I flew, the hovering yerk ships would fry me. The taxons closed the circle around me. It looks as if you have run out of time, Visser Three said in my head. He laughed. It was not a nice laugh. Ah, Visser Three, you ruthless predator, I thought. Very clever. You have me trapped. Trapped like a rabbit. But a trapped rabbit is one thing, and a trapped hawk, a hawk with the mind of a human being, is a whole different matter. The nearest taxon leveled a handheld dracon beam at me. He watched me with two of the circular red globs they have for eyes. I pushed off with my feet. I beat the air with my wings. I flew straight for those red, jello eyes. He raised one of his feeble forearms to shield his eyes. The wrong move. I trimmed a shade right, raked my talons forward and struck like I was hitting a mouse in a field. My talons closed around the dracon beam. The taxon's weak grip was no match for my speed. The dracon beam tore loose from his grip. Get him! Visser Three cried. I could practically see the blade ship rock from the force of his rage. But I did not take to the air. I flew fast but hugged the surface of the ship's metal curve. They could not hit me without hitting their pressure ship. I knew just where I wanted to go. Wingtips actually hitting the ship on each downstroke, I raced toward the ship's bridge, toward the tiny windows where I had seen the taxon crew. I could not save my friends, perhaps but I could try to grant Rachel's last wish. I could try to bring the ship down, even if it meant the end of my friends. Chapter 25
Take off! Move! Visser 3 commanded the crew of the truck ship. Almost immediately, the huge thing began to move forward. Very slowly at first. But as it moved, it created a headwind. The bridge was moving away from me. The ship was rising as it went. A hundred feet up now. Two hundred. Ha! Not so easy, Andalite! Right then, I had a powerful urge to shock the evil monster and say, Guess what, creep? Not an Andalite at all. The name is Tobias. But I wasn't ready to start bragging. The truth was, it was looking bad. The ship was slowly picking up speed. I flapped harder. Harder. I gained again. But it was painfully slow. I was wearing out. The dracon beam weighed me down. The headwind was building. Ahead of me, just a few feet away, I saw the bulge of the bridge. I gained a foot. Another. Another. I landed and folded my wings. I couldn't fly anymore, but I could still pull myself along with my talons, gripping the small edges and ridges that ran along the top of the ship's bridge. I was there! Below me, transparent plastic. I could see the crew on the bridge. Taxon stared wildly up at me. With one desperate lunge, I propelled myself into the air. I had to fly full force to stay ahead of the onrushing windows of the bridge. Then, with one sharp talon, I pulled the trigger on the Dracon beam. Fry, you worms! There was no recoil. Not like a regular gun at all. But a beam of intense red light lanced from me to the bridge. It burned a hole through the window, sliced through a fat taxon, and began slicing up control panels and instruments like a hot knife going through butter. I squeezed the trigger for as long as I could. At last, exhausted, I could do no more. The dracon beam slipped from my talons and plunged toward the earth below. But I had done it. It was an incredible and terrible thing to see. The ship, as big as a skyscraper, vast beyond belief, shuddered as though it had hit a speed bump. Still it rose, sharply upward into the sky, as if it were a whale breaching. It aimed for space, its natural home, but it was clear that it was no longer under control. It rolled suddenly onto its side. A ball of orange flame! The out-of-control ship had smashed recklessly into one of the helicopters. The chopper fell in ruins. The bugfighters and the blade ship scurried quickly out of the way. But too late. Carunch! One of the bugfighters had slammed into the side of the ship. The bugfighter was finished. The blade ship and the remaining bugfighter withdrew quickly. And then I saw the hole. A tear a hundred feet long had opened in the side of the truck ship. From the hole, the water of the lake gushed. It was a waterfall from the sky. Millions of gallons hemorrhaging out. Oh boy, I whispered. We were maybe 700 feet up over the forest now when I saw them. Cassie first, then Rachel and Marco together, and Jake. They fell, fully human, from the torn side of the ship. They plummeted, helpless, doomed, to the uprushing ground. No! I knew there was nothing I could do. I knew it. But still, I hurtled after them. Hurtled with all my speed as they fell, arms flailing, 
mouths open in screams of terror. Chapter 26 They fell, but as they fell, they began to change. Cassie was the first, feathers sprouted from her skin. One of her morphs was an osprey, a distant cousin of the Redtails. She fell, and as she fell, she became less and less of a human. Marco and Rachel both previously morphed bald eagles. Bald eagles are huge birds, much bigger than the red-tailed hawks. As I watched, long wings replaced their flailing arms. Jake had morphed a peregrine falcon. Peregrines are so fast they make red-tails look like they are standing still. As I watched, a peregrine's beak grew from Jake's mouth. Not enough time. Not enough time! They would hit the ground before... Shroop! Cassie opened her wings and skimmed above the treetops. Marco barely made it. He fell down into the forest out of sight. I was sure he had been too late. But then, up from the trees floated a bird with a six-foot wing spread and a proud white head. Yes! I cried. In the sky overhead, the huge truck ship stopped climbing. It rolled again, onto its back this time, then plunged back to the earth. Man, that was way too close! I heard Marco yell. That does it. I have had it with this Animorph stuff. You're not safe yet, I told him. Look! With the truck ship out of the way and falling to Earth, the blade ship and the bug fighters came after us. Quick, into the trees, out of sight, I yelled. Like a well-chained fighter squadron, we swooped down into the forest, down below the tops of the trees, where the Yurks could no longer see us. An explosion like a bomb going off. The truck ship had hit the ground. The concussion rolled over us like a tidal wave of air. I rocketed into a tree, but was able to avoid being hurt. Everyone okay? I yelled. One by one, they said yes. But the explosion had disturbed every animal in the forest. The birds had all either hidden or flown away during the earlier fighting. Those few birds still left now took wing, startled. I saw her take off. The hawk. She was scared and wanted to run to the sky. But the sky was not a sanctuary for her. I don't know which ship fired the Dracon beam, whether it was the bug fighters or the blade ship. You see, they'd had a good long look at me, and she looked just like me. The Dracon beam sizzled. It burned off a wing. And she fell to earth, never to fly again. Chapter 27 The Yurk truck ship burned. What was left was eliminated by the Yurks. No evidence was left behind. No proof that we could show to the world. But we had destroyed it, and a bugfighter as well. And we had gotten out alive. Most of us. It was a day later when I went to see Rachel again. It was like she was expecting me. Hi, Tobias, she said. Come in, it's safe. I hopped through the window and flirted over to the dresser. How are you doing? She asked. I'm okay, I said. She looked unsure of what to say next. Look, um, Tobias, maybe this seems crazy, but Cassie and I were thinking, you know, that maybe we'd go back up to the lake, try and find... 
her body. The hawk. You know, and at least bury her. No, that doesn't sound crazy, Rachel. I said softly. Not crazy at all. Just human. She looked keenly at me. Well, we are human. All of us. Yes. I knew I was human when I realized how... How sad I was that she was killed. See, a hawk wouldn't care. If she had been my mate, I would have missed her, been disturbed. But sadness? That's a human emotion. I know it seems strange, but I guess only a human would really care that a bird had died. If you help us look, maybe we can still find her body. No. Her body will be eaten. By a raccoon, or a wolf, or another bird. Maybe even another hawk. That's the way it is. That's the way it is for wild animals, Tobias. Not humans. Yeah, I know. That's how I know that you are wrong, Rachel. At least partially. I am a human, yes. But I am also a hawk. I'm a predator who kills for food. And I'm also a human being who... Who grieves over death. She looked terribly sad. She's very human, my friend Rachel. I went to the window. It was a beautiful day outside. The sun was bright. The cumulus clouds advertised the thermals that would carry me effortlessly to the sky. I flew. I am Tobias. A boy. A hawk. Some strange mix of the two. You know now why I can't tell you my last name. Or where I live. But someday, you may look up in the sky and see the silhouette of a large bird of prey. Some large bird with a rending beak and sharp, tearing talons. Some bird with vast wings outstretched to ride the thermals. Be happy for me, and for all who fly free. Like a bird flies into your eyes. Hey, Phantomorphs, we did it. We're here. It's the end of book three. Thank you all for coming on this journey with me, and I hope you'll stay with me as we continue onward, improbably, uh, to continue to read more Animorph, Animorph books together as friends. If you liked what you heard here, then please go visit audiomorphs.podbean.com or search Audiomorphs on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes searching that up, why don't you go ahead and give us a subscribe and a review and a rating. If you want to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And as usual, I will be posting a uh, supercut without all my little uh, show notes in between episodes here together, uh, probably later this week, maybe early next week. It'll, it'll get done at some point. And uh, until then, I'll see you guys around. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>